When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We heard from Danny Ainge this morning as the Celtics embark on their offseason. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Bobby Manning. A ton of interesting nuggets from Ainge this morning. We're going to start with Kemba Walker because he said not at any point in the bubble did Kemba Walker look like himself due to that lingering knee issue. He said, as of right now, no surgery is planned or scheduled for Kemba. They'll see how he looks and how he feels in the coming months. What did you make of his comments about Kemba? Yeah, it, it reflected the whole tenor of the press conference. He gave you a little bit, but didn't give you everything. And it was nice to hear some honesty, some frankness about the team. And it did start with Kemba because he ruled out surgery for now. I think they'll do some tests. I think they'll look at him over the coming months and see what's needed because that wouldn't be the preferable solution. Any surgery would definitely stretch into the next season, depending on what kind of chart they have. And we heard from Adam Silver on that. That's what makes this off season so difficult with injury decisions with personnel moves is the fact that no one knows when free agency starts, when the draft is, when next season starts. So by any stretch of the imagination, Surgery for Kemba would stretch in the next season, so they're definitely going to try to avoid that. They've said all along that surgery wasn't needed right from when the issues ramped up in the second training camp. But it's concerning because it clearly plagued them throughout. It clearly needed management. And this is a player that's going to be signed for three years, at, at least in Boston. So does that become an issue for years to come? He's had multiple surgeries in his career, and it's clearly affected him. I think we all saw that. He wasn't himself during the bubble. And Ainge also said he's fully prepared for it to be a luxury tax team next year because they do have all these players that they're given some decent cash to, especially when Gordon Hayward picks up his option, which he's expected to do. Jalen Brown, they're going to probably extend Jason Tatum, Kemba's deal. But he did say that they're not good enough the way they are. He said this season, the way it ended, we're clearly not good enough because they fell short of the NBA Finals once again. Do you think that that mixed with his comments on Kemba and that he wasn't himself is a slight in any way to Kemba? Or do you think it's completely injury-related and expects Kemba to be the player that he always was in Charlotte? No, he, he gave some praise to Kemba, too, for the way he fought back and the way he played throughout the playoffs. It was a rough finish for Kemba. It certainly was. The Toronto series, the last five games were bad. He bounced back a little bit in Game 7, but he wasn't the player they needed against Miami. And that combined with the Hayward injury, the Romeo Langford injury, 
Ainge mentioned as well. I don't think any of us thought that was a big deal, but he said they could have used him for debt purposes. He was hurt all year. So you hate to do the injury thing, but the Celtics clearly weren't themselves. Hayward, we know, we came back weeks ahead of time. Um, Kemba not being right. Made the best of it. There were some games I thought where he paced them, but it was kind of an on-off type thing. And then you saw Brad Stevens trying to take him in the game, out of the game. It, it was kind of the way the season went. And so many Celtic seasons have gone like this. We know this with players going down or players dealing with things. But at least we have some clarity now on what Kemba was going through and what he's going to have to face going forward. Well, for Danny Ainge's full press conference, you can find it on our YouTube channel and website at clnsmedia.com. And we break down more of what he had to say right here on our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access as well. Danny Ainge spoke with the media on Thursday morning following the conclusion of the Boston Celtics 2019-20 season. I'm Sarah Goodwill here with Bobby Manning. We did a video on his comments about Kemba Walker, so you can check that out on our website at clnsmedia.com. But he also had plenty to say about a plethora of other topics, one including the trade deadline. He said he has no regrets, but looking back now, knowing that they had all these months off with COVID and then essentially a second training camp before the restart of the season, he might have done things a little bit differently. What do you think he was alluding to there? There's a couple of things they were in on for sure. I think the Davis Bertans one is interesting because the Wizards had some interest in moving him. The Celtics clearly wanted him. And I feel like the asking price then, uh, compared to what ended up happening with the Memphis pick and some of the other picks that the Celtics had that didn't turn out being that great, Ainge might look at that and say, all right, we, we came close. Uh, those picks aren't that great. We don't know what we're going to do with them now. And that's probably a move we could have and maybe should have made back then. Uh, they definitely needed one more piece. Ainge felt okay about the depth on the team, and I think he's right that if this was a fully healthy team, they would have had the appropriate depth to make the NBA Finals. The thing is, though, you always have to expect injuries. You always have to have depth built in for that. And it was so fitting that at the end of the year, they didn't really know where to go at the center position, so they just threw their five best players out there to end that game six, and Gordon Hayward wasn't healthy enough to push through in that moment. So... It was this Ainge press conference. You love that he's honest. You love that he lets you in a little bit, but then he just leaves you out of it. Like he said, there's things we want to do, things we still want to do, um, but he wouldn't allude to what those things specifically were. Definitely leads you on a little bit, but plenty to think about now, turning the page to this short off season. He said, there's things they still want to do. What do you those things include, in your opinion? It has to be a big man, right? Yeah, and he mentioned the big men. and he, he went through each one of them. He liked what Robert Williams gave them this year. Felt he probably could have uh, improved a little more if he wasn't as hurt. Uh, he liked Ennis's contributions, and of course, Cantor has a player option. Uh, and Daniel Tice, he said, was great at times. So I think he left a little bit to be desired there at the big man position. Uh, but as he said, too, it's always hard to get a franchise big man, a guy that you can rely on there. The Celtics have been... Searching for one essentially since Kevin Garnett left, Kendrick Perkins left. They got those couple years with Al Horford, but even he was in your typical center. Uh, so that's definitely going to be something they keep an eye on this summer. Now there's options out there. Tristan Thompson is a free agent, a couple other guys, but they don't have a ton of money to spend. So you look to their resources, some of these younger guys, some of their picks. I think they'll be active in trying to shake those things up. The question is whether they'll look at moving a top piece on the team, like we talked about yesterday with Hayward or 
you know, Marcus Smart. I would imagine no. I think they like the core of this team. It's just, do you have the value with those ancillary pieces that we don't love? And of course, other teams aren't going to love either. Yeah, he he did uh, mention Romeo Langford and said he showed great improvement. Do you think that was Ainge kind of talking Romeo up for other teams because he potentially could include him in a trade? Or do you think he's hopeful about his future in Boston? Well, anybody's on the table. Uh, <laughs> so I think you're always going to try to pump up a guy like that a little bit if he's going to be a trade ship. I, Romeo's not going to have any value this summer, unfortunately. They know that. The league knows that. He's going to miss time in the next season. So I viewed that more as him kind of pumping up his recovery effort because he's gone through so many injuries. I feel like he had three or four different injuries this year. So, you know, that's probably taking a mental toll, especially on a guy who had to rework his shot. It's not Markel Fultz situation there, but they know that there's a mental side to this recovery. When you have to go through three or four in a season and now expect to miss in the next season, that's going to be tough on him. So I felt that's what more that was more from Ainge. And you're right. he That's a guy who's not going to be a trade chip either this summer. So that hurts him too in that respect. And essentially, as he's adjusting to the NBA and the speed of it, he can never really... He was never able to get into a flow whatsoever. It was constantly it was so tough, yeah. One nagging injury or the next. But for all of our breakdown of Danny Ainge's press conference, including the press conference itself in full, check it out on our website at clnsmedia.com and on our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access.